Yeah, so we're going to go in chapter 3. Uh, we're going to be covering verse 1 through 8. And, um, and one of the things that we'll notice is um, this is kind of being taught from the perspective of a loving father and uh, teaching uh, his son. Right? So kind of keep that in mind. Um, some things to note, if everyone's there, kind of look at uh, 1 through 8, and you're going to see a pattern here. You're going to see that the first, uh, let's see, like, for example, for verse 1 is going to tell us to do something, and then the, the second verse is going to be a result. So verse 3 is going to tell us a commandment, and verse 4 is going to be a result. So keep that in mind, and you'll see the pattern as we keep going. And this is, this is great. I, I've had an enjoyable time studying this passage, and I was uh, kind of blown away by, by some of it. Um, and this is a really common verse that, that I'm going to emphasize in verse 5. We've heard of it. Um, it's written on, on like pieces of wood that you put on your desk and uh, in art and very Christian-y type stuff. Um, and I hope that we walk away with kind of a, a renewed uh, view of this and that it would help us to, um, to live, live this out. So my main point um, is just wishing to encourage you to trust Yahweh with all your heart and not to be self-reliant. So that's my main point. And then we'll go through it. So let's start with verse 1. It says, My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. Very simply, right? Uh, here's the loving father, and he's telling his son, don't forget my teachings, and, and let your heart keep my commandments. Where are those teachings? Where are those commandments? Here, right? In, in Scripture, in the book of Proverbs. That's what we're going to see. And we're going to see a specific one once we get down to verse 5. All right, so, my son, <clears throat> don't forget my teachings, but let your heart keep my commandments. And then here's the result. If you do that, for the length of days and years of life and peace, they will add to you. Remember in the video, I just said that this isn't a guarantee, right? It, it isn't like 100%. If you do these 100%, you'll always get this. It's, it's in general. If you keep these, in general, you will have length of days and years of life and peace. They will add to you. Look at the result. Peace. Length of days, right? Verse 3. It says, let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. When it says, let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you, it's not really clear what that means. It, it could mean, um, like, continue to have steadfast love in your heart. And as you live out, it could say, it could be meaning faithfulness, or it could be referring to God's steadfast steadfast faithfulness towards his people. But I think the more important section starts with bind them around your neck. I don't think that's actually referring to the steadfast love and faithfulness. I think it's referring back to verse 1. So what do you to, to bind around your neck? Bind my teaching. Let my heart keep your commandments. Bind those around your neck. Right? Um, have some notes on on like that neck, that necklace, right? It's it's a it's symbolic. It symbolizes protection, guidance, right? When you wear it, you're you're demonstrating something for others, um, and so you're binding it around your neck. And also, what do you need to do? Write it on the tablet of your heart. What does that mean? 
have it engraved, just like have it just be something. Memorize. Memorize, right? Yeah, exactly. Just memorize it. Engrave it in your heart. There's some real practical reasons for that, right? When life happens, and you're in a situation, man, this situation sounds awfully familiar, and then boom, you're reminded of scripture, and then as you are reminded of the verse, you're like, wow, I probably shouldn't go with the prostitute, right? It's probably not wise. <laughs> <laughs> Next time you guys are tempted to go with the prostitute, right? So, um, so yeah, bind it around your neck, wear it, uh, sorry, yeah, wear it, adorn it, and write them on the tablet of your heart, memorize them. And then it says, verse four, so you will find favor and goodness in the sight of God and man. I'll read it again. So that you will find favor and goodness, and good success, I'm sorry, in the sight of God and man. Let's, let's look at that word favor, for example. Uh, I think that word in, in Hebrew actually um, can be translated as grace. So you will find grace. And you can write that word in there. I think it's a really good translation. You will find grace. And good success uh, has to do with um, a good... Uh, let's see, good repute, maybe, or good esteem, specifically in the eyes of God and man. So when God and man sees you, right, they're going to look at you with grace and will look at you as one that is in good repute, that is in good esteem. Now, is this guaranteed again? Oh, right. It's like in general. You can, you can do these. You can keep the commands. You can keep the teachings. And still someone might hate you and treat you poorly. It's not a guarantee, but in general, in general life, if you do this, and and this is true in my life, I've I've realized that I've prayed for favor for my from my supervisors at work. I've prayed from for favor, right? And I never realized that that the favor or the grace that came from them maybe it was more of a result of the way that I was living, according to Proverbs. Right? So I was I was pretty encouraged by that. So again, let's see the pattern, right? Verse one, don't forget my teaching. Um, but let your heart keep my commandments. What's the result? Length of days. Verse 3. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your hearts. What's the result? You'll find favor. You'll find grace and good success in the eyes of God and man. Now, those are all kind of hypothetical, right? If you keep my commandments, if you keep my teachings. But now we're going to get into an actual example in verse 5. Can someone read verse 5 for me? Um, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Thank you. Here's that, that popular verse. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Now, anytime you see the word Lord in all caps, you guys remember what that means? Jared said it just a few minutes ago. Yahweh. What is it? Yahweh. Yahweh, right? It's, it's a reference to the personal name of God. And now, before we go any further, I want to kind of take a moment for us to, to talk about and remind ourselves about Yahweh. What do you guys know about Yahweh? Tell me some attributes of him. He's faithful. He's faithful. What else? Good. He's good. Just. He's just. Forgiving. He's forgiving. Peace. Yeah. He is peace. Slow to anger. Slow to anger. He's all-knowing. What's that? Oh. He's righteous. He's righteous. He's powerful. He's powerful. Right? All of these. Right? He's all-knowing. He's all-powerful. He's incredible. He's, 
he's um, perfect, right? He's holy. He doesn't do evil. So let's remember about this God, right? Because it says, trust in Yahweh. Trust in this God. Don't don't trust something that that's gonna fail, right? It's like, um, it's like if if uh, you guys know Nell, right? One of the young <laughs> children in our church. It's like it'd be really silly if I said, hey, fully trust Nell. Trust Nell with all of your heart. Isn't it? That's ridiculous. That doesn't, doesn't make any sense. If, what if I said, fully trust me? <laughs> Why are you guys laughing, right? <laughs> yeah, you're like, sorry, I mean, you, you just, you're not fully trustworthy. You're not that, you're nothing in comparison to this holy God. So, right, remember this holy God and who he is. So when it says, trust in Yahweh, we can remember who we're trusting in. Let's talk about that word trust, right? When I think of the word trust, um, I think about that silly um, team team building uh, exercise that they do, and I'm gonna have David um, help me real quick with a demonstration. And it's really silly, and but that that's what comes to my mind, right? So you know that team building thing where you cross your arms and then you like lean back and and they catch you, right? There's nothing normal or natural about leaning back and thinking everything's gonna be okay, right? It just, it's, it goes against everything in your body. So, without practicing, I'm just gonna trust you, brother. Don't drop me. <laughs> All right, I, I'm really nervous. I don't, I don't know that I trust you. Are you good? Don't push your arms. Don't push your arms. How far are you supposed to stand? There's gotta be some procedure, right? Back up, David, back up. Don't cross your arms. Are you supposed to put your hands like this? No, Joanna, you put your hands like this. Come on, back up. All right, here we go. I put my arm. Thank you. That's good. All right? I trust you, man. Ready? <laughs> that felt terrible on the inside. I'm very thankful that you caught me. But that, that really didn't feel so good on the inside, right? To, to let go and to fully just trust. Um, and that's what it's calling us to do, that, that word, trust. Um, I'm sure there's all kinds of other examples or, or ways that we could talk about it. Um, one way that the Hebrew word trust... Um, I think part of the meaning, and I'll demonstrate it for you. Um, and I think it's it's something that I thought about and and I practiced, and um, just to think about and meditate. And it's something for you guys to think about too. How does this um, relate to trusting um, in God? Right? Because in Hebrew, that's what this word means. Um, in part, in its original meaning, it means to to do this, to just <laughs> lie on the floor with your face down helplessly. <laughs> That's what it means. <laughs> to trust. That's part of the work right there. Is is to is to be face down helplessly. That's something to consider. Think about that, right? Trust in the goodness of God's ways. I like this quote from, uh, from a commentator. He says, Those who choose the way of wisdom as their own trust that God knows how things ought to go and are willing to stake their lives on it. I'm going to just read it again. It says, Those who choose the way of wisdom 
as their own, trust that God knows how ought to how things ought to go, and are willing to stake their lives on it. And just as a little simple question for you guys, are you willing to stake your lives on this principle that God knows how the world should be run? In every situation. In all the good situations, all the bad situations. Are you willing to, to trust God with that principle? And I, and I hope and pray that, that the answer for all of you is yes. So going back to the verse, trust in Yahweh. How are you supposed to trust them? With, with a half heart or partially? No, it's fully, right? Fully. Trust in Yahweh with all your heart. And it says, do not lean on your own understanding. That word for lean, it has this idea of, of not supporting yourself on it. Don't rely on it. Um, simply, don't be self-reliant. Don't be self-reliant. Don't lean on your own understanding. Don't be self-reliant. It's a, a quote from John Piper. He's, he's a pastor. And, he, and he's talking about this, this verse, and he says that, just say to yourself, self, you are inadequate. Brain, you can't come up with enough wisdom on your own. He says, you, you have to just turn away from self-reliance. That's my encouragement to you, right? Turn away from self-reliance. Don't depend upon yourself, but trust in Yahweh with all your heart. Like we were just talking about Job. When God demonstrates his unlimited knowledge of how the world works, his knowledge is infinite. Us, we have we have a little bit, we have maybe some of God's wisdom here from what we can see in the world, right? But how limited is that? Super limited, right? Very, very limited in comparison to this holy God who knows everything. He's he's constantly in and out. He's he's in every situation is what I'm trying to say, right? He is fully in control. And we can trust that. And what's the result? Verse 6. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Now, if we're keeping with the pattern, right? Verse 1, don't forget the teaching, don't forget my commandments. What's the result? Length of days. Verse 3, bind them around your neck. Write them on tablets of your heart. What's the result? You'll find favor and grace and good success in the sight of of. Uh, God and man. Verse 5, trust in Yahweh with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. What is the result? In all your ways, you will know him. That word acknowledge is the Hebrew word to know. It's a very intimate word. That's the result. You, in all your ways, you will know God. Right? If you trust in God with all your heart, you will know God. Right? Isn't that exciting? Just think about that. In all of your ways, you will know God. Now, what exactly does it mean in all of your ways? I don't know. Think about it. Spend time. Meditate on it. Pray through it. Talk about it with your friends and, and uh, co-workers and random people. In all your ways, you will know him. And the second part, and... He, Yahweh, will make straight your paths. 
I think it's really encouraging. Really encouraging that this is this is you know a fantastic promise. In all your ways you will know him and he will make straight your paths. That idea to the idea of, of making straight your path, um, it's it's more of this not not in the, in the sense of what apartment um, you should pick, apartment A or apartment B. It has more to do with um, God making our path of righteousness straight. Right? He will make your path of righteousness straight. He was not going to allow us to veer off into a path of disobedience. In all your ways, you will know him and the promise he will keep you on the straight path of righteousness and not allow you to veer off into disobedience. Right? Isn't that encouraging? I think that's super cool. Let's see if I have any extra notes on that one. Yeah, if we fully trust them, we will know him. Talked about that. Verse 7, where it says, Be not wise in your in your own eyes. Fear Yahweh and turn away from evil. Don't be a know-it-all. <laughs> Don't be wise in your own eyes. In fact, there, there's a proverb, Proverb 26, 12. It says, um, do you see a man who is wise in his own eyes? There's more hope for a fool than for him. Hey, don't be wise in your own eyes. But instead, the opposite, fear Yahweh and turn away from him. And as I think the, um, I think the video said this, um, but in part, the fear of Yahweh is a healthy respect for God's definition of um, what is good and evil. A healthy respect on how God is running the world. So just, just to kind of go back and recap, and I'm doing it purposefully, going and repeating this word so that we can kind of commit it to memory so it's more familiar with you. Verse 1, don't forget my teachings, keep your heart, or let your heart keep my commandments. When you do this length of days and years of life and peace, they will add to you. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind the commandments and teachings around your neck, write them on the tablets of your hearts, so that you will find grace and good success in the eyes of man. Now here's an example of the teaching commandment. Trust in Yahweh with all of your heart, and don't lean on your own understanding. Don't be self-reliant. In all of your ways, or sorry, in all of your ways, you will you will know him. And he will make straight your paths. He won't allow you to veer off into the path of disobedience. Verse 7, be not wise in your own eyes, but fear Yahweh and turn away from evil. Be not wise in your eyes. Fear Yahweh and turn away from, from evil. And it's, it's a practice. It's something that isn't going to come naturally. It's something that you actively have to choose to do. Fear Yahweh and also to turn away from evil. And the result? It will be healing to your, your flesh and refreshment to your bones. I don't think that this is... Well, let me just ask this. What's the assumption here, right? If it says that you do this and it's going to be healing to your flesh 
and a refreshment to your bones. What, what's the assumption? Why would you need healing or refreshment? Because you're going to get sick and tired. Yeah, it could be because right, our bodies, there must be something wrong with it. Whatever it is, it might be physical. Here, it's definitely using words that are physical. I think um, the idea of flesh from the outside and refreshment to your bones, all the way to the depths of your bones, it's kind of like a holistic healing. I think it's not just limited to a physical healing, but maybe a spiritual and maybe a mental. Complete healing. It's, it's not saying that that he's going to heal our, our health problems. It's not saying that. It's not saying that, that our, our diseases or sicknesses are going to be healed. But, but the word here, it's, this is part of, of what, what's, what's frustrating to me. It's like, but the words are here talking about flesh and refreshment to your bones. But there is other evidence in Scripture that shows that these words are a reference to, to like the mind, the psyche, and, and spirituality. Um, and ever since Adam right, sinned, in the Garden of Eden, we know that sin entered the world, right? Mankind, humankind, has, has been sick ever since then. And we've been in need of healing. We're not the same. In the Garden, we were perfect. There was no need for healing. But now we're, we're sick. And so when it says, don't be wise in your, eye, in your own eyes, fear God and turn away from evil. Turn away from evil. When you do this, right, you, you can't be fearing the Lord and continuing in evil, right? Those don't go together. When you do this, it's going to be healing to your, to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Here's a quote that I think is helpful. By trust in Yahweh, which is inseparably connected with turning from the endemic evil, people find healing towards eternal life. Towards eternal life. So when we fear Yahweh and turn away from evil, there is complete healing that occurs. So my encouragement to you at the beginning was that um, I would love for us just to trust in Yahweh with all of our heart and not to be self-reliant. And there's all these blessings that come with it. And the biggest one, I, I think for me, is just the idea of, of that God is going to know you in all of your ways, sorry, you will know God. There is an aspect of he does know us, uh, which is really interesting because that's, again, holistic in, its, in itself. But in all your ways, you will know God. In each of your situations, maybe, in your marriage, in, in your workplace. I don't want to limit the scope of it, but something for us to think about. How is it that, that God knows us, or that, that we will know God in all of our ways? So that's kind of it. Uh, that's, that's kind of my, my main point, is just to trust in God and not to be self-reliant.